0: We'll
1: listening to nothing but the best.
2: What's up Cowboys Nation coming up we have a special guest in the building NFL safety George Iloka former cowboy want to rap to us about a little bit of Andy Dalton a little bit about the DBs and some Cowboys happenings and of course as always big game James Law Nation Skywalker still with the new field let's go we oh yeah all the time
1: y'all ready let's go
3: let's Let's go let's do it
2: Come on! I get him pumped, G. I get him pumped. I see that. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. I know you're probably like, "Wait, where is Law?" Don't worry, guys. He's <laughs> kind of in the middle of a meeting or what have you. So we still got him here. So he'll be locked in. But where are my manners, man? Let me introduce you guys to our special guest. If you haven't, if you weren't here last time, you might want to run back that that interview we did. It was fire. We've got our guy, George Iloka, the host of the Gym Bag Podcast in the building. What's up, G?
3: Appreciate you having me. I'm back. Yes, sir. Hey,
2: man, before we get into that, make tell them where they can find that Gym Bag, gym bag Podcast and why they uh, need yeah. to subscribe to that.
3: Oh uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, message the Jim Bad Podcast. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Buzzsprout. Pretty much anywhere you can find or listen to a, a podcast. And our podcast is a little different. It's not going to be like the things you listen to on ESPN. We found our flow. We found our voice. And it's more like a conversation that you're sitting in on, but a good conversation. It's pretty easy. It's soothing to the ears. And you know you'll pick up on a few things when you listen to it. So yeah, please subscribe to my podcast.
2: He is not lying, uh, James. Didn't we get a couple of some good nuggets, some good cowboy nuggets from that podcast?
4: Oh, uh, we we became homies after that 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 podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got Kayvon. I think it was Cheeto. Some good stuff, man. And and of course, you know, having uh, the Cowboys background, when you were with us in the summer, you were you were privy to a lot of things, and uh, we talked a lot about that. But um, obviously, we were going to start with a totally different thing, Jay. We were until the news mm. dropped on saturday. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would be remiss if I didn't start with the quarterback situation in Dallas right now. And I looked on your Twitter. We I think we actually we actually disagree on this one at, uh, in, in a sense whereas Talk
3: talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 I like it. Fire. Let's jump, let's jump in the flame. rain. Let's jump in the rain. <laughs> well y'all know let's get on rain. get this thing
2: out. Y'all yeah. Know, y'all know how I do, you know, you know I'm always pushing back.
4: Hell uh, yeah! We so, love
1: objectivity, you know. We love it.
2: So check it, G. We 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 believe this is mostly a this is mostly just about a backup a backup thing with Andy Dalton, right? But okay. I think I think you believe it could be a little bit more than than just him being a backup, correct?
3: Andy Dalton, oh, it was a start in this league up until like three games midway through last season, where they pretty much made him the scapegoat to a bad team. It is what it is. But he's he's a start in this league, an accomplished starter at that. You can say. If you feel like you want to say average, that's okay. When we look at the NFL, there's not 32 starters anyway. And he was a starter at one point, led the team to four to five playoff uh, uh, berths. And so he's a good player and he's been able to lead a team in the past. Now them signing him to Dallas, he's not, they didn't bring him in to be the starter. They brought him in, obviously it's a one year deal. You can see about, you can see by the amount of money they signed him to like $3 million guaranteed and then seven, you know, in incentives that they didn't bring him in to be the starter. But a guy like that, when your franchise quarterback hasn't signed, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't signed on that dotted line for that franchise mm-hmm. thing. He's not, has he? Nope. Nope. So, nope. So currently, so currently, he's not technically on the team. Currently, they're in the off-season program. I don't know what they got set up, but if they have virtual meetings, who's the quarterback? At, at least for right now, run, you know, I don't want to say running those virtual meetings, but who's the quarterback that's in that place? You mm. know what I mean? You have not. Right. So. Not only does, we can get to this later, I mean, Andy's in there probably picking up whenever they start their meeting up on this playbook, which shouldn't be too difficult for Dak to pick up on because, let's face it, uh, Kellen's still coming back, and the offense is going to be tailor-made to Dak, which is perfect, which is fine. Yes. But it's still a new coach. You don't know what new wrinkles they're going to put in. Dak, I'm not Dak, uh, Andy's picking up on these things. Andy is still the backup. He's signed to be the backup. If they're both there, Dak is obviously the franchise quarterback. But my position, give me the butt, yeah, give me that. (laughs) My position is, and where I think that a lot of people are, you know, here's the big debate is the Dak lose leverage. And to say that he didn't lose leverage to me is you're just not being truthful because put it like this who was the former backup quarterback? Now, when I said lose leverage, he didn't look Cooper right, he didn't lose his leverage. Maybe let me reframe let me rephrase that. The Cowboys gained a little bit of leverage. Ooh, it didn't mean I like Dak that. lost. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't mean Dak lost his leverage. I like He that. just lost a little bit of it, right? Because put it like this: Cooper was the backup, right? Right. And mm. now would you say Andy is better? Yes. Yep. yes. <laughs> My point exactly. Right. So when you when you're when you're the team, when you're Jerry, all right, when you're the guys, the decision makers when it comes to the contract, you say currently Dak is not, he hasn't signed the contract he, you know, I think he should sit out and not play until he gets the money he wants. So let's just say he's in that position. When you're Dak, you're saying, who's my backup? All right, go ahead. You can say, go ahead and try with Cooper Rush. No disrespect to him. I thought he was a solid player. But my point is, I think Andy's better, which we all agree on. Yes. So my point is, that is a harder predicament for an organization. So when you have Andy, it makes you a little bit more comfortable. I definitely believe with Andy Dalton, who in his first four years in his career, his numbers are similar to Dak. Dak in his first four years of career, 15,778 15, yards. Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. 14,610. Uh, Andy threw for 89 touchdowns. Dak threw for 97. And I would argue expedition, uh whatever the word is. <laughs> for, <laughs> like, expedition, <laughs> <laughs> Expeditious. Yes. I been that, here. Yeah. That <laughs> Dallas Cowboys have, a, have had a consistently way better line than what Andy was afforded. You know in his time in cincinnati talk about so what am i saying 90. i'm not even i'm not even going to speak on who's a better quarterback i honestly believe Dak is a better quarterback from from the standpoint of decision making right mm-hmm. he's a better decision maker because Dak is able to create with his legs to either break the pocket and gain yards or to create with his leg to buy himself time to you know till someone else gets open so because of that he may he's better with the ball he doesn't turn the ball over uh very much and so andy sometimes because Either he's reluctant to or just doesn't have the ability to break the pocket and buy time with the leg. He forces the ball sometimes. But from a passing standpoint, they're pretty similar. So what I'm saying is last year, the Cowboys, regardless of what, everything we said, they went eight and eight. You, I think mm-hmm. an organization, you can see Andy and say, like, all right, if Dak you know, holds out for three games, four games, five games, whatever the case may be, are we comfortable with the talent that we have already? You know, you just drafted another first round receiver. You still mm-hmm. got zeke you still have that oh, line you loaded
2: got, offense you know, this year he's right. a
3: loaded offense you yeah. know you hope the defense improves i don't think i think last year was you know the floor like i, I expect them to be better than they were last year you said mm-hmm. i'm saying so you yeah. have to ask yourself as an organization are we comfortable And i think andy makes them a little bit more comfortable than cooper rushing totally right. because of that that's why i'm saying he lost a little bit of leverage and, well, and well the cowboys
2: what, gained it is what you said i like that yeah, yeah. better little, yeah little yeah yeah there. Yes, I, yes. I absolutely love that because we weren't hearing it from that angle, right, James and Law? We, no, were, we were mostly hearing, oh, the leverage yeah. is going from Dak. We weren't hearing it. the Cowboys gained it. I, I like that better than the, Cow- than, than yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, he didn't
3: lose it all. He didn't lose it all. He still, come on, they, they, they gave him a franchise I said. Like Right, no right. He's getting $31 million. And, <laughs> Right. And, he, and, and let me, before, like, if I leave one thing saying this show, I personally feel like Dak currently is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton because of that last part I said. The decision making, right, be able to create—that's what separates them a little bit more. But passing wise, I've seen them both up close. There's, there's not a throw to me that Dak can make that Andy can't make. You know, All I would argue maybe. I would argue maybe Andy might be a, a slightly more accurate passer. But whatever, we don't even have to debate that. The Dak is a great player. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. And I, y'all know, I've been on the. That deserves to get paid
2: right. folks mm-hmm. since since, since back oh, then. Oh, since right.
3: Back yeah. then. So yeah. and I'm saying they've disrespected him, So that 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 position doesn't change, but I'm just saying.
4: You are just keeping it a, real. Yeah, you're keeping he's, it he's, just he's he's keeping real, too. dog. And you're so, just keeping because, it real. Well well,
1: let me ask you this then, since since uh you, you're so on, on topic with that. If you Dak Prescott, do you play on that franchise tag? Do you even sign that franchise
3: tag? No, Dak shouldn't play another cow uh, another down as a cowboy until they Come to an agreement on a long-term deal mm-hmm. you know because things things can happen uh i don't want i don't want that to be a kirk Cousins situations where he gets franchise tag two years and then ends up going to another team now it worked out for kirk because he was the first quarterback i think ever or maybe first ever, to get like a fully guaranteed contract mm-hmm. so money-wise it worked out for kirk but i don't want that for Dak. so no and Dak deserves it Dak has done everything right on the field everything right off the field has said mm-hmm. everything right he deserves his money and so um, I can't. I'm not telling other man what to do, but I just feel like, I mean, stick to your guns, man. Like this is it. And I, and honestly, when his new CBA, yeah, yeah, when his new CBA is up, say he does play um, this year. Uh, someone can correct me after the fact later. I, when he if he does play this year on the franchise tag, they can always franchise tag him next year. But next year the new CBA, and on the new CBA, it's harder to hold out. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, you mm-hmm. know, I think they can find. I think they can find you a little bit more on the new CBA, so they make they it can't harder to hold yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know they yeah they can. It's a little hard on next season. So no, this is it. this stand your ground. I mean, and do we really listen? Like how many? Yeah, obviously he, he was, the Cowboys receivers. I don't know if they let the league and drop passes last year. Yeah. But realistically, like how many more yards can he throw for? two for four thousand nine hundred and two yards. He had thirty touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Mm, like I agree. How much more? You know how much more better? <laughs> like, can, what else right, you want to you know see? Right. 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 Hey, so how much more better is is the next season going to be? That'll be like aha, that's what he did. All right, let's give him his, his money. I don't think it gets I can't better from see here, it. you know? Gee, you I, can't, I, think, so.
2: I can't see him playing on that tag, gee. I, I, I think it's going to it be no, It, it, it doesn't make
4: no sense. I but think I it'll get an extension. Right, Go ahead, though. I, I want to ask you something right quick, uh, George, because I think just following off of what you just said, because I think they had Stephen Jones. He just came out and said, I think he was on the fan, and he said, well, you know what? You can lay your head on the pillow at night now that you have an Andy Dalton
3: not exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he that's, that's said classic, that. that classic that's the classic stuff that Steven Jones and them that. say,
4: man. Oh I've seen
3: my god. He compared him to Nick Foles and everybody Oh, knows yep. yep. You, that, he compared him Nick Foles and everybody knows Nick Foles took Say took but led the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs to that Super Bowl. Like, That's what and, they and, do, Joe. Yeah, yeah, he, did, uh, he didn't skip a beat, and so as an organization, that does help you sleep better at night. That's all you're looking for. Honestly, day, you look and honestly, it should, get, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but did we sleep better at night when we had Brandon Weeden? Remember, he came out and said he threw the best ball. <laughs> oh, that was he, ridiculous. That was Jim. <laughs> Steven,
2: I don't even know if G like remember that, but yeah, back <laughs> when we had Brandon Whedon. Jerry Jones came out and said he he doesn't know anybody that throws a better ball than Brandon Wheaton. He actually said that.
0: That's against a
3: that's his opinion. I, I mean but so just, All I know is Andy, Andy was a far more accomplished player way than Brandon better, oh my gosh, Just man. as a starter in the league. So True. can I can I just I ask you this real category. quick,
2: G? Because i I've I've had people trying to tell me that the Bengals teams weren't good and I, if you go back and watch my show l- last well, night I ran, ran I, 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 I ran it through I ain't going to do that I I want like a 5 minutes little dog about how good those teams were in my opinion especially on defense y'all had a rocking the dis- defense the um, disrespect.
3: it's, it's I, all good unbelievable I don't blame them. I don't I, I look like this if the same some of them teams that we had in Cincinnati were in the, the I want to call it the I want to call it the capital cuz it feels like Dallas is the capital In the capital of America and in Dallas city which it is I mean, we talked about some of the greatest teams just because of, like, the media that's behind it. It's a small market. I mean, there's years when we got guys like AJ, Gino, who are playing at, like, number one or two best in their position. And they don't get talked about. So, I'm not even tripping or, like, you know, I'm not really upset or even, like, mad at them. Like, if you're not a true football fan or really watch a lot of football, I expect you to think, like, the only time you saw us was in the playoffs. The only person you probably know is Andy. Andy Dope. Like, oh, he must have led a trash team Mm -hmm. for playoffs absolutely not we're a good team that, on man. defense we're a good team on offense uh pound for pound at the skill position level we've always had someone that's comparable if not better than you know the, the Cowboys Yo, defensive ends
4: your defensive tackles Dez, right. <laughs> receivers so, the new Jones, Jones, receiver, Jones, like, them, like, uh, right so I mean, if
3: you say like let's say Dez, i mean great player and then you got aj however you want to cut let's say 50 50 down down the middle if you want some people argue AJ's better some people argue Des is better right my point is Andy's had top receivers just like the Cowboys organization had top receivers so now it wasn't a, a bad organization they did a good, oh. good job building the roster just mm-hmm. after that was it that fourth or fifth time I made the playoffs and the lost fifth time to the, uh, yep. yeah yeah to the Steelers um which you know it was an upset in the end of the day but anyway they blew, up, they blew up they blew everything up so that's why they weren't they haven't been as good uh, as of late, but nah, he didn't lead like these nobodies to the think, playoffs. But he's a good player, too, though. Don't get me wrong. Think
2: about this I mean, put for it for like this.
3: Put like it well, like this. Even if, so say, and I, you know, I fuck with Dak and I like and I think he deserves his money. Let's say, like this. What teams would you say, like Dak is a, is a good quarterback in my mind, right? Deserves his right. money. Right. But he's had a good roster as well. Oh, you see what I'm saying? You a see great what I'm saying? So, he came in. He so, came in. <laughs> Right, he so came even in with if,
2: a great roster, and, and right. I don't think in twenty seventeen in the first half of twenty eighteen it was a great roster, but other than that, yeah, he's had pretty good teams around him.
3: Yeah, good. Yeah, good. He has had yeah. a good. At the very least, he had a good team. So Collectively, it's not. Collectively. Yeah, so it's like I don't get what yeah. they're knocking. You know, in terms of. I don't know if they're knocking us or boosting Andy. I don't they're get boosting
2: him. Andy is what they're trying to do. So, oh, they're, they're, so, okay, so here's, here's what they're trying to do, G. They're trying to tell me. <laughs> they're trying to say he carried them twice. He carried, he carried them. Carried, he y'all ain't had nobody.
4: He carried everything, George. <laughs> nah, Come on, and, dog. And I had to he run did, it
1: down. had Andy to run it, it down.
4: You guys. <laughs> That's what they said. I was.
3: That's yeah, what they nah, said. No, nah, he was a good quarterback. I don't think he carried us. I no. mean, there's even times when I thought, like, I mean, AJ. If, I don't know if people even really watch AJ. AJ when he was healthy, top my three. he oh was arguing, one. People oh arguing with him. Yeah. Up, yeah, top three. Yeah. So I mean, there was times he threw it up at the triple coverage. AJ would just yank it over somebody's head. Like that's the receiver. So I mean, now nah, he's had some great players, man. So, nah, according,
1: according know. to these people over here, a a, a, a he made AJ. According
3: <laughs> to these, what? No, no, he's, do he's, been, he's, been silly. he's he's been silly. he's don't do that. You see, you see he's still there though. Right. Yeah. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they
4: put and that franchise see, tag on him. And they, you see if they if they would release an AJ Green right now, you see how many teams would jump on him in a oh hot my second. Good.
2: Absolutely. Oh good. Hey, before Keep we too. move on from uh, Andy Dalton, G. You you told us before the show you played with him prior to the NFL. I
3: yeah. played against him. Yeah, I did. It? Yeah, played against him in high school because we both from the Houston area. Played against oh, him man. in college twice, and then obviously I was his teammate for quite some time in the NFL, so it was crazy, that's why when he got released, which I disagreed with the timing, they could have helped him out and released him prior to free agency, but whatever, I thought he would go to the uh, Patriots and to the Jaguars just because of, like, the former OC with the Jaguars, and because me knowing who he is personality-wise, the college he played at, I thought he would be a good fit for the uh, Belichick system, because he is that kind of guy, like, I did, one plus one is two, (laughs) like, you know, he's, like, very, he's very, he's very cerebral like that, so I thought that would be a good fit, so I did not see Dallas out of nowhere, but it is crazy that Kellen, who is now OC, is the quarterback that he played twice when I was in Boise. And you know yeah. they one and one against each other, but like here's a guy he directly played against, like you know your peers. Is his coach now? He's now he's his OC, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic. <laughs> and, and he's and he's and, he, and he's a good dude, so I don't think that'll be an issue. Like yeah, that's you know what, what I was going to say.
4: How is he yeah. as a person? Good you must person, say, man. You read, read minds, G.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah go. Good,
3: good, good person. Um, a man of faith, family man. Uh you know, only knock only you would say is like you, if there wasn't knock, you say he wasn't vocal. But that, you know, him and Dak lead the two different ways. Okay. You know, uh, Dak is a great leader because you know, when you're around Dak, you feel like you know, you just feel like he's gonna be so in the Chris, front and he's leading you into battle, whatever the case may be. You know, he's like the you one you want to take
2: him. in the dark alley.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And um, you know, Andy's a leader in his own right. He's just not as vocal as Dak or doesn't just give off that kind of, you know feeling or whatever the case may be but andy's a good dude works hard first went in last on out kind of guy um, like marvin even said in the interview uh, i think about a week ago like he would have the game plan down by tuesday
2: that's you know, what that needs a veteran yeah, like yeah. that behind yeah.
3: him so so he's a, andy andy's ready like you know he, he's a guy that i honestly believe like when you know hopefully everything works out with that uh, in terms of him getting his money that without being the starter He's the type of backup that you know. He's never really been a backup because by how I know how he is and how he prepares that he doesn't need many reps to be ready that you can be confident as an organization. Like if something happens to Dak, which over the course of his career, he's been healthy. He's been an Man. You know, I don't think he's missed any games in his career. Maybe missed a couple of mm-hmm. practices. So hopefully it doesn't happen, but you always got to have a backup plan. And Andy's the kind of guy that you hope that as a backup, that he'll pick it up right where Dak left off. Gee, know, let me, let off. me
1: pick your mind on this right here. Uh, as far as his offense. And I know you played on the defensive side of the ball. Will this offense be more of a West Coast style or, or will they have some of the vertical concepts that Kellen Moore bring to the table? And I know that uh, Andy, he, he comes from a West Coast style. So is that a situation where they know that this will be an easy transition as well
3: for Andy or just for the offense? I mean, the offense is going to be tailored to Dak. I mean, that's it's their still franchise. Dak's it's offense. It's still, okay. still Dak's offense. They're not going to do anything from a offensive standpoint in terms of like, well, how will this cater to Andy? No, he's, they brought him in to be the backup. Not, they weren't lying when they said that. Um, I don't know who's going to have more of a say when it comes to the, the direction of the offense, whether it's Kellen, the new young OC, the hot one who's done real well last year in his first year, or Mike McCarthy, because Mike McCarthy had his hand heavily on the Green Bay offense when he was there. So who knows how that works? how that works? Maybe they go back and forth with each other and you know me in the middle so i don't know what direction their offense will go in but they have the weapons that it really doesn't honestly with the weapons they have on offense offensive line um the quarterback hopefully that that i mean whatever offense you they pick there's still no excuse it's just too many weapons at the end of the day that it shouldn't work you see what i'm saying so um Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i'm excited to see what they do
4: yeah me too A, a law or go ahead james Oh, uh, I was just you know kind of just uh, swaying with the defense. I don't know if we. Uh, yep, that's wanna, where I was wanna, about to go. <laughs> uh, if we were gonna segue to it, but mm-hmm. you know we were talking about you know the cornerbacks and you know why we wanted to you know bring you on. But I, I think the main person I want to talk about is Jordan Lewis because we talked about this. I think uh, on our show maybe our um, about a week ago, and a lot of people thought we was dogging Jordan Lewis, but we weren't dogging Jordan Lewis. We like Jordan Lewis, but but you see the influx of the new players. You, so you see World League get signed. You see Kennedy. You see Diggs. You see Robinson. Um, you see a whole new um, change of the guard. Al Harris says, I like the tall cornerbacks. You, you see. So do you really, and now you hear about Cheeto possibly flexing, which we had already talked about. We think he should probably play some more safety. What's your kind of opinion about the Jordan Lewis situation in the Cheeto? Do you think a Cheeto goes with safety? And do you think Jordan Lewis's days may be numbered in
3: Dallas? So I'll start with Cheeto. Um, I don't know if you said you guys talked about this. I don't know if this is before I interviewed him or after. But on in, in, in my interview with Cheeto, I think like a month and a half, about two months. I think before, maybe even before free agency, uh, I, the coach had already, you know, they already had their new coach. So probably sometime after, probably after the draft or whatnot. Uh, I asked him about, I don't know how we got to the topic, but I asked him about, you know, possibly switching positions, and he was like, he brought it up as if in a way like. That he's thought about it i don't know if because it's either mm. mentioned to him or something that he wanted but the way he wasn't like caught off guard by the question he wasn't like taken aback. like here's a guy who's you know starting at corner and the, he was so you know well thought out about the idea of playing nickel and safety and whatnot that i don't know if they talked about it or if he was just very open to it but he said in college that he was actually nickel that's what he told me he said that his natural yeah. position was nickel in college Um, And that, you know, he didn't really start playing outside until he got to the Cowboys. So he seemed very open to the fact and knowing who he is as a competitor, wherever they kind of tell him, like, this is what we want you to play. He's going to attack that and he'll be fine if that makes sense. But he will. Yeah, I'll say this. He's very open to playing nickel, playing safety and playing playing corner. So um, and sometimes change, you know, helps out players and helps them reach their full potential. I played with a guy that. Um, he played all positions on defense his name was Josh Shaw, he played safety, played corner, and played nickel never could mm-hmm. find his footing at one because they kept moving him, but he was good at all of them, but I feel like he was really good at nickel, right? At corner he was okay, he was really good at nickel, and at safety he was okay you know, maybe a position change might help him reach that tap into that new potential or, or he could stay at corner and just tap and reach that full potential uh, You know, now, you know. but uh, yeah, he's definitely over to it, and then getting to Jordan um, people gotta. And I'm not speaking about y'all. Uh, I know how it looks, right? You see, yes, it is a changing of the guards when it comes to coaches. <laughs> when you get a new, and when you get a new regime, um, there is, you know, they want their guys. Like that's that's just part of the business, right? A new coach wants their kind of guys. Like whatever that is, whatever their kind of guy is, they want that. And they always, they're obviously going to inherit a certain amount of players from the previous regime. Either they fall in love with those players because. They really do, or they have to fall in love with that player based off the, the, contra- the, contra- uh, the contract situation. If that makes sense, you know what right. I mean. So um, Jordan Lewis, I guess for everybody, is a I would say easy target, but money wise, he's it's not like they're obligated to him. You know, he, uh, he wasn't a first round draft pick, so it's like I see why. Yeah, if they're a changing of the guard and they want to get their guys in, I can see how they might think he's odd man out. But I wouldn't count out Jordan, Jordan Lewis at all. I mean, when I was there in my time there. He always made the most plays. He always had his hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. He was that guy. He was like, he's a real he's like he's a real competitor. Like just a, just he's a dog. Say, yeah, Yo, he's a dog. I have like, like, loved so him from so I'm, day one. Yeah. Gee, so I'm about when that, yeah, Gee so I'm,
4: where
1: where, about where that, will you where will you put Jordan Lewis at then? If you if you, you was the defensive I'm, coordinator.
3: It's a new no, it's a du- No, I mean, so where I put Jordan is he's been there the longest. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a second round <clears> draft pick. Uh, really beside let me see. No, Byron's gone. I, w- I would start him off with the ones, and it's his to lose. He d- he's earned that right. He deserves that right, and mm-hmm. that's that. But that makes sense. like I said, it's a new defense, right? Jordan wasn't mm-hmm. a full-time starter on the outside last year to begin with, so there's not like there's any guys that you say, uh, at least on the corner position, that's a lock. Nobody's that makes safe sense. is what we were you saying. Know? No, I'm just saying like uh, a locked-in <clears throat> starter. Like there's certain guys, no matter what they do, let's face it, they're going to be the locked-in starter at the position based off of you know whether it's the contract situation or case. There's right. no locked in starter. You know, yeah. There's no locked in starters. <laughs> I can't stand. <laughs> There's you, no locked in starters on that, the G. at the corner. Yeah, I seen that coming. There's no <laughs> locked in starters at the corner position. So, but he's deserved that right. He's earned that right to be their starting corner going into training camp, going into the uh, uh, to the preseason and, and, and it's his to lose. Like he deserves. They sh- they shouldn't bury him on the depth chart, uh, because he doesn't fit. You know their mold of what they want their corner to be, whatever that is, six one, whatever the case may be. He deserves their right, let him play, you know? Um, it scares um, me yeah, though, G,
2: because because they signed AB to that three-year deal and, and they are adamant about this, you know, height, you know, length thing, and then you just got J. Lou who just wants to play, man. Let him play. That's,
3: that's cool, but one thing I'll say about J. Lou, I mean, on top of being, you know, a dog on the field, he's very smart, like, just a person to be around. He's very resilient, so his height, he's been his height his whole life, if that right. makes sense. He right what this is just another he's heard, what he's hearing now, he's probably heard in different situations and he's always mm-hmm. come out come out on top, right? He probably heard going into college like, uh, oh you wouldn't you're not gonna get recruited to Big D one school because of your height, because it is. He still made it to Michigan. You probably heard like, oh, when you get to Michigan, you ain't gonna do nothing in college because of your height and still bought out there and ended up being a second round draft pick. So mm-hmm. for him, ain't nothing changed. It's the same, uh, same story, just a different, just different character, you know what I'm saying? So uh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I have full well,
1: confidence in him. He's going to put his best foot forward. Hey, G, let me ask you this, Dan. We got a loaded room as it relates to free safety. And I know some people got positional flex, but I'm looking at just skill set. You got Xavier Woods. You got hilarious Clinton Dix. You got also uh, uh, Donovan Wilson. You got all of those boys. I, I look at them as free. Who can play down inside in that box? Are you going to put Worley there? Are you going to try to figure out ways to put... Uh, Thompson there. Are we even going we to, to use to strong safety? Yeah. Or are we going to use it in this particular defense? And can so, you give, us, give us a little insight on uh, Coach Edwards as well?
3: So, well, Coach but, Edwards, if I'm not mistaken, he's the linebacker's coach and not the coordinators. coordinator. Right. So, right. Uh, I think this is going to be Nolan's scheme. If, it's, if it was Edwards' scheme, I know what it would be. So, talking to my friend Chris Banjo, who played with Nolan um, in uh, New Orleans, from what I'm taking from, Hill, from him, it'll be like a couple four kind of defense. And so I know safeties in that could be interchangeable. Like you said, they do all—they have, have pretty much all the same body types at the safety position right now. They don't have that true traditional, let's say, down in the box strong safety. And it's okay if they're running what my friend said—they're running like you know, quarters shell kind of team. Um, you you would actually maybe even prefer guys to that body type like Xavier, haha, Clint Dixon, Donovan so, uh, Wilson, you know, things of that nature. Darian Thompson. So I think they're okay from that standpoint if that's the defense they're going to run. They don't. You're right. They don't have that traditional big body, free. Uh, and if you run it in small doses, one of the one of those guys will just have to hold up. But let's make let's not confuse it. Um, even though they don't have that traditional big body uh, type of strong safety. When I was there, uh, Xavier Woods, he was down in the box quite a few times, and just the way they're running that that uh, that defense, and so uh, he's used to handling himself down there. He probably wouldn't prefer to be down there all the time, you know. Um, just that's what I would think. But um, they'll be all right, just depending on how much they call it. Uh, and then George Edwards, man, he's he's smart. Um, he's probably one of the smarter coaches. He was Zim's right hand man. Um, um, obviously, it was Zim still calling the defense there because he, he will never let Zim call that. Zim, like he's. <laughs> He's just that's his child, but George is right there in his in his pocket, in his right pocket, and in his ear with, with every decision along the way. So that right there, to me, uh, I don't know much about Nolan personally. I have never played under him, but just George there, I just I'm I'm very confident that that defense will be better because of his knowledge, the discipline he'll mm. bring to that team. Um, you know, um, he th- I don't want to say they like they don't take chances, but they do take chances. Like they draw up. The way they schemed the blitzes in Minnesota, here we go. Yeah. The way they drew up blitzes in Minnesota, there was always a guy coming free.
2: Oh, you know, I I, I, I just watched the and, you know, tape from last year. I, and I wasn't and, and I was seeing I, the
3: same thing, Jay. Right. And I wasn't and I wasn't there long enough to say with the Cowboys to see, you know, how the season was gonna be in terms of their game plan. But I was just saying my short time there, they drew up blitzes to try to get guys free, but the emphasis was this D line has to win, you know, yeah. um, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're paying, they're paying D Law on the board. They had Robert Quinn and they, you know, they did their thing. But uh, it's just another level when you can get guys on top of being great athletes like they are. Scheming them up to be free. So he adds Mm. just that to that defense. Mm. From a third down standpoint, like his third down blitz package, he just adds that level to their defense, they'll be a whole nother defense. Because it's going to make that ball come out quicker. And then you're going to get, you know how they're complaining about picks? That's going to help them DBs get more opportunities to get their hands on the ball. So, you know, all these tall corners that you're saying that they're bringing in and whatnot, and my man, Jay Lou. So, I don't know, just, I like this, I like this addition because just from that third down standpoint, that blitz package, uh, his knowledge of that, um, the discipline that he brings, I don't see any reason why uh, last year's cowboy, the team, the Cowboys team this year is not better than the, last, the Cowboys team last year from a defensive standpoint.
4: Hey, hey G, let me just ask one <clears throat> one quick question. We've been talking about the corners and that situation. Now we also heard about the linebackers. We hear about uh, they're talking about maybe moving Jalen Smith outside. And possibly moving Van inside. What do you think they're going to kind of do? Do you think they're going to stay with that four three, or do you think that three four is transitioning? Just do you think this is where the start is with that possible switch?
3: Well, if I'm not mistaken, I thought they were a four three last year. Just, yeah, or, yeah, are. right there. Um, but the safety was always in the box, so it made Jalen and Van Der. Yeah, you know, it's always single high. It made Jalen and Van uh, Vanderesh the inside linebackers, technically, because it's four people in the you know, four mm. backers, technically, mm. and four D linemen. So it, it, it kind of made him feel like he was playing inside, but I would think that honestly, personally, I, their body types and what I feel like their abilities are, I would like Jalen to play inside and uh, Van Der Esch to play outside, but that's if they saw something on film that they're like, we want uh, Van Der Esch inside, and that's cool. Because The only reason I say that is because when last year, when there was somebody who's going to cover like a tight end uh, or running back, out of the linebacker position, it was Vanderish. Mm. And your inside linebacker is not usually getting that matchup. That's usually your outside linebacker. They were
2: sending getting... Jalen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah. were sending Jalen. So that's why when you said they're thinking about moving from the outside, uh, I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's just like on, in the, with the previous regime, the previous defense, he was in the inside and he was blitzing or maybe sometimes lined up against a, a matchup against a running back coming out the backfield. But the guy who had the cover duties, was Vanderish, And so when you want that in that kind of defense, you usually keep them on the outside. So that'll be interesting to see. That'll
2: well, the be- reason why he brings it up is because we had McCarthy come out and even even Nolan and, and Tom Sula, they came out and basically said we're going to be a hybrid defense. It's not going to be just a 4-3. We're going to run some 3-4 principles. And then you see the players they bring in, right? Don Terry Poe, who can play that true nose tackle. Alden Smith, who played outside linebacker in the 3-4. And then they're kind of emphasizing Randy Gregory, too, right? It seems like we're going to get him back, and he's probably going to stand up. So it it, it looks like it's going to have some 3-4 to it, and mixed with the 4-3, so hence hybrid. But I got a question about Minnesota. I've been kind of trying to wrap my mind around this. With the safeties, obviously you play safety over there. You play with some damn good ones too, uh, with Harris, um, uh, Smith, and even a young buck from uh, Clemson. Um, can I get his name? Oh my goodness, it's, he was big, big, tall. He's tall like you, like six four. Oh, Jerome.
3: Oh, Geron, Geron Curse. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. Curse. Curse. Yeah. Th- so, so to me, I know Harris and Smith used to play opposite. They used to. Harris used to play strong, I think it was, and Smith used to play free. And they kind of switched a little bit last year. In that defense, was there even a traditional strong and free, or did they play kind of that quarters like you said?
3: Yeah, I was, and that's the defense I've grew up, That's the system I grew up in my entire time in the league. And so when I got into the league, body type, I was always called a strong. Like body type, you see me say strong safety, strong safety. Mm-hmm. But I was always labeled as a free safety because on third down, I was playing the middle high, mm-hmm. right? And um, Harrison Smith would be in that position, you know, would be technically in the box on third downs. He's in the blitz packages. When you're down in the box, you're technically the strong Strong. safety, especially if you're to the tight end side. And so, um, but yeah, it's a a shell kind of defense And on third down, they get funky with it. They'll go single high, they'll go uh, cover zero, they'll go cover one. uh, And the strong safety, quote unquote, I guess you want to put that, the Harrison Smith position will be down there in the box somewhere uh, in the blitz package. And he Mm -hmm. was great at that. And they like I said, Joy. And, it, and it wasn't he's a great player but i'm saying like it went too many times that they're saying like hey we need you to go beat this uh defense uh this offensive attack we need you to beat the guard we need you to beat you we need you to beat the running back you're drawing it up that either he was going to be free or the other linebacker is going to be free and that's why i'm saying george edwards you'll see that next year like guys will should be coming at least one guy free coming in on third down it's making me smile so, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, two, it's a, it's a, it's a shell, it's a shell defense. If I have to say something about that
2: that's a shell defense. I had a feeling, man. Cause, and, and that's what that's what that thought for me with the whole, I don't think they really are looking for your traditional box safety. I, I think the way they want to play on the outside with those corners and then you kind of, you know, confirming that uh, Edwards and that defense over there in Minnesota was more of a shell. I, I feel like that's why they're like, okay. We're not. We don't have to go get Jamal Adams because I think Xavier Woods, High, Clint Dixon, and Donovan Wilson can at least play some coverage back there.
3: Yeah, and so one another thing about that defense, um, let they say, let's, let's say George has a lot of influence in it, just on that shell defense in terms of like the, mm. um, I don't say the just the philosophy. Like when you're in that defense, they want to stop the run in a seven man box. So if you ever see the Cowboys next year in an eight man box, that means they're getting the ass kicked in the run, and that's not what that. That's not what that mm. defense wants. To. That's not what you want to do. That makes so much now, sense, though. And and that was a change for me because when I came to the Cowboys and um, OTAs, so, you know, so it's pretty much cover three. And I would try to, like, disguise Chris it. Rochelle? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I would try to disguise it and then walk down mm-hmm. into the cover three. And Rashard was like, no, line up in cover three. I'm like, oh, you want them to know we're in cover three? He's like, yeah, wow. this is our defense. Say that again. Say it again. <laughs> say it again, he's like, Say it one yeah, more time. So, like, so in the, you know, in the other defense, uh, in the shell defense, the system I grew up in with, you know, under Zim, under Polly, uh, under George Edwards and those guys, like, you want to try to defeat the run. Or you want to stop the, you want to stop the run in the seven man box. Because by right. stopping the man in the seven man box, you have more guys in coverage, right? You have four guys, let's say, um, designated for coverage first and so if we're down in an eight-man box that means we're not we haven't been able to stop the run in a seven-man box and so that's fine like we've we've been in you know single high uh throughout my times in that defense that's what it is is. So Cause some teams run the ball better than others but we wouldn't just show it and so and it's not what we do and so when i got to the cowboys like i knew it was a single high team but i would like you know start high like i used to do traditionally and then mm-hmm. walk down late and show them you know, show them the defense, the offense late that, you know, we're in this eight-man box. And Rashad was like, no, get down in. I'm like, oh, you want me to show, them? like, let want me to give it away? He's like, no, we're, you know, we're an eight-man box team. I want them to know. And in his philosophy just the other way around. We're going to show them an eight-man box. We're going to show them an eight-man box, which is going to make them want to throw the ball. Right? We're going to show them an eight-man box, and we're going to tell them, you're not going to run into this eight-man front. Because we have a guy for every gap which I understand that point of view. We're going to make them throw, but the philosophy was just the other way around.
1: I got to ask you this though, for the clarification for the nation, is this, or was it a Chris Richard's defense or Papa Rob Marinelli's defense? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we talked about that last time. (laughs) I know y'all, I heard y'all talk about it, but the people, the audience over here got to know, you know,
4: I they they over there clamoring for they it. Clamoring uh, for they clamoring for it. They clamoring for it, G. Sitting on
3: the edge of their seat, <laughs> eating <laughs> their popcorn, it G. Felt, <laughs> it felt like it felt like Rashard's defense. Um, okay, because it's definitely his coverage. And from you know, when I was there, Marinelli would start the meeting and then just hand and then, you know toss it to to um, Rashard. So like from a structure standpoint, you know, Marinelli had the defensive coordinator t- title, but every time. The meetings were being ran by Richard and the guy calling the plays for Rashard. So I'm just telling you what it felt like. You know, I'm just saying what it felt like. And he had a lot of influence, at least I felt like when it came to like how things were going to be. You know, I just felt like Marinelli was, he dealt with the D-line and I get that. He dealt with the D-line, their stunts and that. Um, that's kind of how I felt when I was there. But um, the person who had the most influence was Rashard from, the Defense to the coverage and everything of that nature, I felt like for sure.
2: Did he have influence on the defense he was he walked into, or did he come in and he changed it to his defense?
3: I got there after him, so nah, I can tell you right, that, but, right, but right. uh, but but um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really speak right. to that. That I makes can, sense. I could guess, but yeah, yeah.
2: that makes sense. I, I want to go back to what you said about the Vikings who, who want to beat you with the seven man box and, and, and kind of correlated to what the Cowboys are doing right now and why I think it was different than what they were doing previously. When you say we, we try to win with the eight-man in the box, you can tell because they didn't emphasize defensive tackles. They didn't care about the run-stuffing beast defensive tackles like uh, uh, Linval Joseph or, or, or Gerald McCoy or, or Don Terry Poe. But now you got George Edwards over there, and we're trying to play a little bit. You said that's shell defense, right? We want to beat you with the, with the seven guys in the, in, in the box. Well, you got to have defensive tackles that are going to clog the lanes, and they went out and got two of them. So I kind of want to let you know listen to the fan or uh, talk to the fans here about I think the difference in what we were doing prior and what we're doing now. We had light in the butt guys. No offense to, you know, Collins and you know Antoine Woods and what have you. But Marinelli wanted to get upfield, right? They really mm-hmm. they were playing to the quarterback, play play the running back to the quarterback. That was his stuff.
3: Yeah. I, um yeah. I don't I don't want to speak too much, you know on the previous D-line, because I don't know particularly what Rock, what Monero was wanting them to do and teaching them to do. I just knew how the secondary and the linebackers fit into the scheme of it. But in the defense that uh, George Edwards was in, and the one I played in since where we had Geno, like you always had a, a you had to have a dog at the three technique. Because not only did they need him to get upfield, if, if your three technique is, you know, let's say whooping the guard's ass, he pretty much just took away every outside gap because in these zone running teams with the running backs, he can't get past them. And so Gino was like Gino was like that, and still is like that. Obviously, hitting me at the pro bowl last year. Well, point that that was the difference in philosophy there. And I wouldn't necessarily say they were trying to, let's say, beat you in a seven seven man box. The philosophy is when we come out on first down, you know that on the first down you can get anything. You can yeah, run, you say get beat, pass, yeah. right? You know, yeah, you can you can get anything on first down. You get it. You can get a run, you get a pass. Well, if you're in this eight man box, you're more susceptible to the pass, right? And so they would We would hope to come out in a shell kind of in a seven man box on first down and say if you do run it we're still going to stop you right in a seven man box and if you pass it that's perfect pass into this cuz now we we're in shell you can't you're not going to really beat people deep when they're in shell whether it's quarters or cover 2 or quarter quarter half you know whatever nature of shell it is it's harder to throw into that teams don't want that teams want to throw into single high it's just it makes sense, right? When you go off, when you go uh, four verticals, with teams do when they want to take their shot? It's four verticals if you're in single high to three DVs. If you go Somebody four verticals open. to shell, right? I don't say go be open. It's just people got more responsibility for it like that. Got to, okay. you know, one guy to one and a half receiver for it like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when you, if you know, and when you're in, uh, when you're in shell and you try to go four verticals to that, it's four dvs to four verticals. It just naturally makes sense. We're talking mm-hmm. math. But my point is, they want to come out on first down in shell and try to stop you from running it into that. And if you decide to throw, because you haven't been able to run successfully, at, you know, into the seven-man box, then you're, throwing it, to, you're uh, throwing it into our advantage, if that makes sense. You know, the only place I would say that it's, um, that the shell, right, uh, makes you more susceptible to, is like, let's say, underneath, because now you have obviously less defenders underneath, but that's where you need your D-line to get back there and, and, you know, cause pressure. But here we go. So that's first down, right? So you went on first down, and now you're in second and long now you're mm-hmm. definitely playing to the defensive hand now we can get funky as a defense mm-hmm. right and then third down and that's what i'm saying so third down is where they used to make their hey you give uh zim george edwards defense third third or fourth mm-hmm. and one more or really maybe i'll even say sometimes third and three or more they're lighting your ass up and that's what they're looking for and that starting a shell early on made it to that you know what i mean Man, so I um, hear this stuff. Y'all are I, like gems I like. I like. I like, I, like, I, like the way, I, like, I
4: like. the way you said. <laughs> oh they lighten your ass up. That gets me excited. You just took they us to lighten school. Lighten your man. ass up. Yes, indeed,
2: man. You just is took is us to school. Stuff, I love man. that. I'm. I'm actually gonna run this back and chop this up for. for Bring that like, beat back. It's like football 101, Seriously, for for the mm-hmm. defense where we may be playing and just in general, people need to hear that because I don't. I mean, listen. Not everybody is X's know. and O's. Not everybody knows what you were just talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's like great I insight, say. man. Great insight.
1: Mm. Yes, indeed. So, hey, Joe, hey, hey, go go ahead, James, because I was going to ask him about this uh, uh, digs. So do you do you pay attention see, to see any of these? Already. Oh, you was on the same You was in, he was in my head. You was <laughs> in that's my what head. I'm in you? okay, I mean, your head. You in my head. Why don't you ask him the question then? Oh, well, I was just you asking.
3: Actually, I forgot about him. My fault. He probably going to start too, though. My bad. I forgot, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot so, about so that. So is Jordan?
1: So, so he's a dog. He's the dog. He's not he a dog. Need, you need two
3: corners. Yeah, but you need two corners. Don't get it. Yeah, True I mean, story. True two story. Yeah. You can never have 20 corners. Starting. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. because Jordan, like I said, Jordan still needs to start off as a starter, period. He right. He deserves that right. He's earned that right. And um, I really, honestly, I still feel like, regardless of where a rookie is drafted first round, you know what? You know why they brought him in. You mm-hmm. still gotta make them at least fake earn it. So they right, should, most right. of the times I don't feel like they should start off <laughs> first day with the ones. I mean, I've been in a situation where I've seen teams do that, but at least majority of the time they kind of make fake them earn it. Like, no, nah, we're gonna start you off with the twos or the threes, <laughs> and, and you know, <laughs> right and yeah. make you earn it. But and then nine times out of ten, they're gonna get to that, you know, with the ones because if you are what they wanted you to be, you made it there because you're you're a good player, you showed enough to be there, but um, so either way, regardless of what I'm saying like he probably gonna end up starting at some point, the point, first round corner, Jordan deserves to start the mm-hmm. offseason season off as at a at one corner. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
4: <clears throat> Do you like the? Did you like the Cowboys draft?
3: Uh, they did their thing. Um, they did their thing for sure. Um, got got CD land. They got CD land. <laughs> <Lamb>. That <laughs> crazy right there. I, I don't that think. I, I don't think most people saw that coming. I thought they did a good job. Dallas um, didn't see it coming. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I heard as well. I think they did a good job of drafting the corner. Um, not not because of the guys they have in the roster, but you lost, you know, your premier corner. When you lose one, you got to bring one. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And let it play out however it plays out. So that made sense. And then later in the rounds, I, th- I think they did a solid job as well. So now Dallas had, I thought Dallas had a good draft. I thought the Dolphins had a good draft. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, personally, people don't look, I like, I think since he had a, a solid draft, not sexy from the names you know the guys but from a, they hit every position that they needed and that to me that to me can go as well as a, a good draft like for instance like if you get good players but don't hit the positions you need can you some people will still say that's a great draft if you got these big name guys but since to me they had a solid draft because they filled all the needs in which that team needed so those three teams had a good draft for me yeah i team. saw that i saw a lot do of people like, at since you
4: like that there. coach do
3: you like since coach do you like
4: since his
3: coach Zach Taylor? I wasn't mm-hmm. there for him, so uh, he's young. All I know about him, is he's young. Um, he's tired to Sean McVay, and uh, you know, you know how that works. Yeah, if and, you um, rub shoulders with
2: McVay, right?
3: Yeah, so um, I can't, I can't speak to him as a. I mean, I've talked to some guys that stood there, but I, I, I don't know none. I wasn't, I can't talk about someone I've never had a personal gotcha. interaction with. That's gotcha. not how I operate. So uh, they gave him a job. Because um, they thought he's qualified, and so he he got the quarterback that they all wanted, Joe Burrow. So probably has like two years, three years to you know make some of it.
2: You know, this draft I liked. I don't know if you if you got a chance to really take a look at it. Was the Panthers draft? They kept taking dudes. We did a draft show, and they kept taking. They got Derek Brown. I think they got uh the Penn State defense end right, Gross Matos. Then they get him models. too. Yeah, yeah, they got. Um,
3: they, 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 got want heavy, they want defense. They went defense heavy and. I was, at first I was like surprised, I was shocked because when you look at that division, you look at the same offensive powerhouse. Drew Brees, right? Mike Mm -hmm. Thomas, they just signed Emmanuel Sanders. They always got uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, right? Then you go up the street, you go to Tampa. We know what they packing on offense, right? When you that (laughs) division, that division, I think they had three teams in the top five in total offense Mm -hmm. or top six. And the only only team that was out of that top five, um, or top 10, was the Panthers in terms? So I all said, "Oh, uh, why would they just like load up on offense and go power for power?" But they probably said, "Listen, we probably not yeah, going yeah. to these teams, yeah. so we probably let's go the defensive route, right?" And then we look at the division. I love Teddy Bridgewater, but honestly, as good as you know he he is or may be, he's probably the he's the you know the you know, worst best last best. You know he's not he's the worst. Quarterback <laughs> he's the fourth best in quarterback division. in the division. Oh my goodness! There we go. He's the fourth well, best quarterback in that division. Yeah. you know we got Tom Brady. We got there you uh, go, Drew Brees. And we got Matt Ryan, a former MVP. So they probably say, all right, quarterback for quarterback. We probably don't want to put him in a situation where he's getting into a shootout. So less the best offense is a good defense. What's so, the be- best way I mean, to limit uh, Tom Brady? Limit Drew Brees' defense. That's what the uh, San Francisco 49ers stop. did. Oh, yeah. well, that's not not San Francisco 49ers. That's what uh what team would the Saints play the, in the playoffs?
4: Again, this year, uh, Vikings. That's,
3: Vikings. The, and that's the route they yeah. took. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how. That's kind of how you gotta go it's about it. It's kind of know?
2: that Texans thinking from back in the day where they had a chance to take Reggie Bush or Mario Williams, and the owner general manager said, "Well, listen, we got Peyton Manning in the division. We gotta stop right. Peyton Manning. So we're <laughs> going to take defense." So it's I ain't gonna crazy. lie.
3: That I was, I was a kid when they had that draft. I was salty. I wanted them to draft Reggie. I did too. I, I think maybe Vince. I think Vince was in that draft. Yes, that's young. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Texas. And if you're from Texas, you know anything. Vince was like that legend, and he's from Houston. So, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's no here or there. But it's I was that salty. line of thinking, man. though. Yes, yeah, a line of thinking.
1: thinking. Speaking of quarterbacks, where do you think uh, Cam gonna go? You know what, what, what's going to happen with him?
3: Ooh, I don't know. I mean, how many jobs are really? available for what he's looking for he's trying to be a starter you know i mean day one is, yeah yeah day one and you know and I, and I understand his thinking behind that he's a former mvp and made it to the super bowl so he's coming off an injury before the injury he was playing pretty pretty solid so in his head he sees himself as a starter and i see him as a starter but what jobs are there available we just see james winston he was waiting for a starting job couldn't find one to so sign with the saints for it was like one million and some change you know yeah. uh andy Dalton. uh I thought he was going to get a starting gig somewhere at some point. Heck, to me, the one starting gig I thought he would give with the Patriots, <clears> and they, for whatever reason, either don't view him as a starter or just like what they have above him. And so you got to ask yourself, um, not if you can, but just in general, like what team out there is literally going to give him right now a starting He's start? He's going to I humble himself. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, humble yourself. You can say that or just take a. Or wait
1: until kind, is kind of hurt. Wait, wait, wait sir. Yeah, wait Miami. What, what's the who right. over there in Miami? <clears> to <throat> a Valoa for, for the future.
3: Hey. Fitzpatrick, but they don't they're not trying to bring Kent. And at first I thought like all right, bring him to Jacksonville, but Andy could have yeah. went to Jacksonville because Andy's that kind of guy where he don't mind competing with uh Minshew from the second position. Like I said, I couldn't see Cam going into Jacksonville and being like, Yeah, I Wait, see I'm, I'm, backing a, I'm backing up. <laughs> I'm backing up Minsky. You know what I'm saying? What is he done compared to me? That's, I'm just saying that's how he's probably thinking. Right. So mm-hmm. you might be right. He might need to, I don't, I don't and, like using the word humble yourself. I don't know if he's not humble, but he might have to just, just realize the situation and say, yeah. Man, I don't like it, but. I don't like the cards being dealt, but it's how I'm going to play it out. And so, But, yeah, I don't think he's going into a starting situation.
2: I'm going to be honest you with say. you. I, I love Cam Root for Cam. I've been rooting for him since they've been dogging him when he got drafted. But when people were saying, you know, we should bring Cam Newton in here, I'm like, guys, th- th- this ain't this is not the type of team for Cam, okay? For Jerick? Yeah. So this this <laughs> team right now with Dak Prescott as a quarterback in the future, you don't want to bring <laughs> Cam up in here, yeah. man. He's not trying yeah. to be a backup. Ooh. You want, some, hey, you want hey, problems? Hey, bring
3: Cam in here. Hey, we was going you know what? No, If we was on a
2: more cultural show, we could get it to the... De- de- de-
3: yeah. de- over- over- oh, 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 you oh, going yeah, to the man, other way. Bar? Oh, what are you going oh, the back oh, for? That's for the members only.
4: Yeah, okay. Members only. That's for the members only. Okay, that's members only. Dak
3: is a okay, threshold. I see. And you see what he's going through to get his money. I know where you're going.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Cam personality and Jerry. I don't know I don't
3: know
1: I don't like it's The, one, the <laughs> one
2: thing about Dak that I said I wish Dak had more of was that I don't give a goddamn attitude. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's yeah. times where Tony said, I don't care what you call Scott Lenham, change the play. There's times yeah. where Tom is like, I, I don't care, we're going to do it this way. There's times where probably Drew Brees probably did the same thing. Dak is always going to do what the coaches say to do, though. Mm-hmm. Always going to do it. Sometimes you just got to, you know, just go with it. Go with the gusto, man. That's all. But yeah, we definitely got to save that for the members only. I want to hear what you got to yeah. say.
3: <laughs> so. Not too many. I mean, even Cam got into it with his. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it was Cam got, got into, into it with, his pre- with his with his with his previous owner because he told him yeah. something about his appearance. You know, the one that ended up selling the team. If I'm not mistaken, when he was dressing uh, like Madea?
1: the tattoos. He said uh, he he don't want Cam to get any. Oh yeah, it was a yeah. tattoo. That. Yeah, yeah.
3: Man. So I'm just uh, bringing it up as an example to say the quarterback, which is the franchise player of the any team, regardless of like how good they may or may not be. That's the next person in line versus like the face of a franchise after the owner. So I just don't think from that standpoint, that's the look or fit that Jerry is going to. And that's why I think Dak is the threshold, you know, because he's a good,
4: he's not going to deal with that
3: cam. He's clean clean, cut, you know?
2: Yeah, he ain't going to shake, he ain't going to shake nothing up. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he's not going to come out with We all
4: know what that. Cam brings to the table. And, Jerry, we already you already dealt with Dez, and nobody's hating on that with Dez. But if you already saw with Dez. And at the receiver position. Steven, yeah, at the receiver <laughs> yeah. position. And Stephen Jones was like, we done with that. We're not dealing with that no more. You, There's no way they're going to bring in Cam. Right. I just wanted to bring that up
2: because because people were saying, you know, Cam. I'm like, listen, if, if it wasn't Cam Newton and his name was, you know, John Jerry, and he didn't come with the you know the cam newton stuff then sure but unfortunately it's a whole you know he's he's he has yeah. his own personality that i don't know what would,
1: would, would work here in dallas Fitzpatrick also, also, got a job like you said ryan's Fitzpatrick patrick got a job out there so you know facts come on also also real. when
3: we're talking about cam we're not talking the reason why on top of that networking that's on a clean slate with there no being no dak prescott in the picture I don't think I would have brought in Cam either into a situation where we have a a guy that we give a franchise tag to, right? And uh, Dak Prescott. You see what I'm saying? Like Cam wouldn't take this position that Andy took. No, you
1: know what no, I'm saying no, he wouldn't. No, you see what I'm no, saying? No, like no, no, he, he, no,
3: no, no. I would argue, like I said, Cam is very confident, and rightfully so. He he's earned that right. I don't see him taking this position as like I'm here to you know just help Dak any way I can, like. Nah, I'm not nah. to take his. <laughs> but, I'm here to. i take his <laughs> shit. That That's how he was. Right. That's how. Give even if he didn't say. If he didn't say it like that, that's He's, the vibe. His and face would tell would give you. Give off. His, his face would tell you that. You know what I mean? Uh, I ain't taking a back seat. So I don't yeah. think from that standpoint it worked out with Cam either. Well, let me Talk ask you, you this though, since you Thank mentioned you, Andy again.
1: Shouldn't Andy be looking at this of what Ryan Tannehill did over there in Tennessee and sitting there saying, okay, if I get this situation. Different
3: situation. No, different situation. He should be looking at it in terms of like, if I get an opportunity, I'm a ball out like Ryan Tannehill, but it's a different situation. Ryan Tannehill took the job in Tennessee because they were already shaky on uh, Mariota going into that season. So, you, you know, going in like this, there's good backup position jobs and there's like not so good. Like Dak to me, that's why I was surprised when Andy went to Dallas, you know, but it makes sense because he lives here, the coronavirus, I get all that. What I'm saying is Dak, if he signs, it's not a good backup quarterback position job. Dak has been healthy throughout his career. So it's not a a high percentage chance that you're going to get in and play. Also not to mention Dak is on the franchise tag which means that tells you what the team thinks about him as a franchise, as a quarterback. Um, The Tennessee Titans job backup position was a more attractive one for a guy like Ryan Tannehill because they were already shaky on Mariota going into the year. Mm -hmm. I think they benched Mariota within game four, game five. And when I looked at the stats, they weren't sexy, but he wasn't out there just throwing picks like James Winston. He was just throwing like two touchdowns a game and an interception. Like to have a game where he only throw one touchdown, no interception. So they didn't just they were just done with Marcus Mariota in terms of like, we don't think he could be any better. And then they just wanted to shock their offense and put Ryan Tannehill. That's not happening next year with Dak. I don't care how Dak come out. He's a franchise <laughs> quarterback. He's he not in a shaky, Dak has proved himself for four years to me at an elite level to where he has, the, he can go, he can have a bad streak of games, it don't even matter. So, um, nah, this is not a Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota situation. Um, I would say the closest thing to Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill situation is a Marcus Mariota to Derek Carson. Oh and that's,
0: that is and damn that's why, oh,
3: and that's why, really. I, and, that's why wow. and that's why he really. went there. Yeah, that's and that's true. why he went there because uh John Gruden has always been shaky on Derek Carr. Even no matter what Derek Carr does, he's always just lukewarm on him when he's speaking to me. He's always openly looking for new quarterbacks. I haven't seen the Dallas Cowboys openly uh, glamoring over other quarterbacks and looking for other quarterbacks. They they like Dak Prescott. They just obviously don't like Dak Prescott for what Dak Prescott think he deserves. And that's where they're, you know, not finding the middle ground or the common ground. Wow, Wow.
1: Wow. Hey, I got, I got these two questions with quarterbacks and you're talking about shakiness. Jordan Love over there in Green Bay land. Uh, and my boy Sky, he brought this up last night. Nobody, the national media is not talking about this. And the Jalen Hurts to Carson Wentz. What are your thoughts on those two situations? Okay, so... Because
2: everybody has to say about Dak, but what about Dak? Yeah, right?
3: yeah we, we did an episode on that. So if I'm looking at the, uh, from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint, if I'm him, yeah, I'm salty. I'm salty for the fact that we all know that he hasn't had a first round Uh, offensive weapon since he's been there right and his coach was who mike mccarthy so that adds to a level of saltiness like I was like all right you're my head coach and you didn't give me no first round uh, weapon and then you go to the cowboys and the first thing you turn around and do is get a first round weapon so Mm -hmm. boom so then to add another level of saltiness to it then the first time you give me a first time offensive weapon it's a quarterback that'll make me feel some kind of way because if you're in a let's win now kind of situation, you're putting all your eggs in the basket mm-hmm. right now, right? Even if Jordan Love is sitting there, even if Jordan Love is the next Aaron Rodgers, if you're going, if the goal of Super Bowls and there's a chance to help us win a Super Bowl this year, you put all your eggs in that basket. So I can see, I, can see, I would understand if Aaron Rodgers is salty uh, from that position, but the person, uh, uh, so he should feel more, let's say, you know, salty. The person who's going to play quick uh, sooner is obviously going to be Jalen Hurts. Just from mm-hmm. a, like I said, a good, remember we're talking about a good backup quarterback, uh, uh, a more attractive backup backup spot. quarterback. Yeah. Right, right, it's, right. it's Philly. I mean, not, I'm not putting the blame on Carson, but he's been banged up, you know, mm-hmm. in crucial moments in his career. I mean, let's look at the playoffs last year uh, when Nick Foles, when they, he helped them get the Super Bowl. So if you're a backup quarterback, you know, at some point, just based off of the law of averages and history with him, and, uh, you're probably going to play at some point for a significant time. And so, I could see Jalen Hurts playing way. I do see Jalen Hurts playing way sooner, and they've already talked about putting in packages for him and using him like a Taysom Hill, which is crazy that Almost you know, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has his own you know packages in the NFL, but whatever the point may be. I don't believe. Uh, it. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyways, <laughs> they, they're gonna they're gonna use him more. Definitely you use you him can't more.
2: tell me, G, that they they took Jalen Hurts to beat Taysom, Hill. they took him because they scared that <laughs> they quarterback that keep getting hurt every right. single year. And,
3: and, I'm with, and, I, I'm on the. I, I agree with you.
2: You know, yeah. I'm not saying you. You. You're saying that, but the the you're fans right, right, right. are trying to spin it. You know. You know, it's so funny, Eagle fans. It's so funny. Don't now, mind if, us, real quick. Because don't, what, don't, mind, don't, what, don't what they, mind
3: us. We, that's what their coaches said. That's what their front office said. They're trying. And I, and again, this situation true. is different. They are from, the ones doing it. So better. we also did a segment on who should feel uh, more disrespected or more threatened. Uh, and uh, we said Dak Prescott with Andy getting signed or Jalen Hurts or. or um Oh, that's
2: a good question. That's, that's what we said. Who
3: should vote? And I said that I believe that Dak, because the difference between um, their situation, Carson got the bag already. It's a uh, little different mm, when you when you sign yeah. on that dollar and you get your money. Like, yeah, you, don't mind, you might not like what's, what's behind you, but you're like, eh, if I'm Dak, I, fi- I feel a little bit more disrespected because everybody kept getting paid before me. That's right. the one thing even we then keep then saying. And then, they they keep
4: they signed. And like, then they sign Andy.
2: Everybody keeps getting signed. We're like, it's not even Andy. So. Even in what's his name, Auden Smith. We was like, damn, y'all sign a dude who ain't playing five years. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I man, get it. Man. The money matters, right? You sound these dudes for three million, and then for what, what was Auden Smith? Four million, two million guarantee. So I get it's easier to sign a deal for low, but for low amount of money. But I'm th- I was thinking along the same lines, like you know, all right, cool, and all. But damn,
1: can you pay a quarterback? But but can I bring yeah. in some objectivity? Is there a, a contract on the table for Dak Prescott? Is it
4: his agency? Yeah, yeah they they're contract. just talking yeah, there's, about there's, the years. There's, there's, is they're saying con- it's four to five years.
3: There's a contract. It is they don't like what's been offered. And that's part of the, the years. business. But they've they have they've offered them. They they've offered them.
2: Yeah, from what we're what we're being told from you know a lot of the insiders is the, the guaranteed is not an issue, the annual salary is not an issue. It's all about that one year because uh, it can play a major uh difference when this when this cap goes up with these TV deals um but mm-hmm. I, that could be affected that. that. that's that's what we hear hey what are, what are your thoughts that, that, no, what are your yeah, thoughts on that your thoughts on it you got a contract yeah, I, that's, on the not, table that's not that's not for me now. that's from from the reporters on the inside you're yeah. saying this is now about I, 4 now and now 5 years
3: I, I don't i didn't know like to me that a year would hold up a deal that's what i'm saying right right that don't make no damn sense but the guaranteed is right Go ahead.
4: No, I was just saying, but gee, they i when you seen Carson Wentz, he signed his, right? Four right. years. Um, golf, four years. I don't understand why the big deal, why that can't the Aaron Rodgers, four years. All these guys got four year deals. What's the big deal? Why that can't get his four?
3: <laughs> no, he did de- and again, so that's the thing. So if it's four, if the if the holdup is he wants a four year deal and they're trying to make it a five, I get it. You are losing money because after that four, you can get you know, more money.
0: Mm. But is
3: that enough to let's say go on the franchise tag two years? No. You know, if if, if no. possible like no. I don't know like if that enough to hold it up and it and, and is that what Jerry is banking on like you're gonna hold up a deal on a four or five. But then at the same time you can look at Dak Dak could look at Jerry and like you about to hold up a deal on, you know Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but how but and this Brian. and this is how and I think this is how um and this is what I'm saying I don't want him to be like uh I don't want him to get like uh, what's the name? Kirk I don't want him to get
2: Kirk cousin. cousin. Yeah.
3: So yeah. Jericho looking at it like, all right, boom, I'm gonna get my five years. Boom, I'm a franchise tag edition and get you that four next year. And it was still five. You know? You see what I'm saying? So I don't mm. know if that's if that's if that's, if that's what's, Here's what's my playing theory out in their Jerick. minds.
2: Here's my theory is is because of the COVID-19, there are no deadlines. The the, the main deadline is July 15th, but remember we had deadlines before that. Yeah, you, you got mini camps, all right? You got OTAs, you got training camp, and with a new coach, Those those type of deadlines mean something because you want your franchise quarterback in there with the new system. But right now, we have no clue when those things are going to be. So so without deadlines, that plays into the Cowboys' favor. One thing we know as Cowboy fans is that these guys cave. They've caved to Zeke. They caved to D-Law. They caved to Dez, Zach. They've caved to everybody, right? And eventually, it'll happen because of deadlines. But we ain't got none right now. So... I think Jerry's like, well, what the hell I got to do the deal for right now? And then De- uh, Dak is like, well, what the hell I got to do the deal for right now? So there's no right. pressure.
3: No, there's definitely this COVID definitely in terms of their support, but in terms of like their right, right, probably right. helped out the Cowboys a little bit more because like you said, they don't have to go in. And that's the biggest up. When I say like, uh, remember when I said Dak needs to not show up to the offseason, you know, you got a new coach, a new, si- a new mm-hmm. system, uh, don't show up to the offseason. Things can't get moving without you. Things ain't really getting moving right now because of COVID, if that makes sense. They can't yeah. line up and run routes. They can't – that's where you really – the offense gets down packed. Like, there's a certain part of the film, but like I said, it's the same. It's still Kellen, and Dak is a professional. So, picking him on the playbook won't be an issue to him. It's getting the timing down. It's getting the mechanics mm-hmm. of, like, how they want your steps to be uh, on this play action or whatever the case may be. Those are a little different ins and outs of offense that you got to physically be there. And since he technically can't be there anyway yeah. right now because of COVID, you can't really – you know, hold out from that standpoint. You can say I ain't showing up to the meetings. That's to cool. To the, the virtual like meetings, right? The virtual meetings, <laughs> but like it's not much it's not much being gained and no. lost from that standpoint. So yeah, this might help them out a little bit. But things will open up back soon and we'll see.
2: With you damn we'll skippy we will I, I think the last time a quarterback kinda held out into camp like that was Drew Brees, but I have to go back and check. Because I know Drew got tagged, and he was like, no, I'm not playing until we get this deal done. But I don't think it dragged too far into close to the season, but it dragged a little bit. Um, But obviously, the Saints aren't the Cowboys, so you know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. You know how that goes. Any uh, parting shots here, uh, gentlemen on the panel?
4: uh no not for me i just appreciate you again man, G, yeah, man. love, love your stuff dog i, I, well, I, I love it. how we just kick in your rawness and your realness and how you give real answers to the people instead of right. you know i know how you we kick it anyway well you know what i'm saying but i just really appreciate how you bring that realness and not that that fake stuff that a
3: lot of these guys are talking tell them what you oh, give I mean, the people, people we, yeah
4: you. yeah just yeah. From real, the realness i, I appreciate it and thank you
3: uh, already thank you guys thanks for having me hey it's man. always a good show when i'm on here
2: absolutely brother absolutely uh before we we head out though man once again plug your stuff in man tell them where they can find you and uh where they can get that uh podcast and I, uh, people in the chat by the way have absolutely loved love what you've been giving them so they're definitely probably gonna be looking for your podcast so tell them where they can find you man
3: no doubt so if you listen to podcasts we're on apple we're on spotify we're on buzzsprout anywhere you can find a podcast we're on instagram at at the gym Bag podcast also i want you guys to stay safe out there you know it's a yes. crazy time right now we're in this mm-hmm. world so just you know, protect yourself. Take your loved ones. You know, I ain't gonna tell you stay indoors and, and stay scared, but just you know, be smart when you're be out smart. there. You know, yeah. cover your damn. Listen, cut. When you sneeze, it's crazy. <laughs> I, was at, I was at the store. The, I was at the I was at the store the other day, and I know you're supposed to cover your mouth when you sneeze. I'm like, bro, it's 2020, and y'all still not cover your mouth when you sneeze. Man, I I got, did that when you was I a kid. I, if i seen someone sneeze oh figure. matter of fact before i leave i got a little quick story for y'all get it off of course but, no. No. uh we ain't, ain't we rushing get, uh, oh, yeah we, we, on, on rushing. Get, we ain't rushing we good yeah, i got about five minutes i gotta i gotta do it i gotta interview someone but here, here we go so uh but yeah like i said take care of yourselves be safe you know wash your hands and what that um and uh you know just keep your loved ones close man call them tell them you love them things of that nature because you never know when you might lose them but anyways speaking about covid and whatnot. So I'm at the grocery store. uh, So like, remember I told y'all before we was on air, like how I'm on the side of, you know, like not that it's the flu, but I'm on the side of like, I don't live in fear because I just take my normal, Mm -hmm. I just take my normal precaution, but Mm -hmm. I ain't about to be indoors for 18 months. That kind of thing. I'm more on that side. (laughs) Uh, But that over the time of this thing, like we've been locked down for over a month, but we're getting close to two, right? And um, uh, it has affected me. And I think it's affected everybody from, like things are gonna be different when we all, when we let out officially for like that. Like, you know, I feel like it's gonna take a while for people to get re- readjusted to, you know, embracing each other and not being so fearful of that. Mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And uh, and there's some things that are gonna change for the better in terms of like, people are gonna be more conscious of their health and of like spreading germs, which is which is a good, that's a good thing that can come out of this. But anyways, uh, so anyway, I'm at the grocery store and, um. I don't even want to say who the player is because they're already in some heat, but it was a cowboy player that I know that I'm cool with. Uh-oh. And so, uh, I don't know, I was gonna say, oh just a cowboy player, you know, just right, right, right. You know, cool cool with from a pr- professional standpoint. I'm at the grocery store and um, I see him and I ain't see him since I was with the Cowboys, so like that, but he down the eye, but you know, you make eye contact. Yeah. Any other situation, what's, what's, right. we going to, what's up bro? Like we dapping, we chopping right. it up because but it's like if anybody been to a grocery store now, you know how quiet it is. It's like it's you know, it's scary, bro. It's just, yeah, like I said, masked, miles, every, all over the Everybody floor. scared. Yeah. yeah, you scared. You real cautious. Like you walk by the wrong person, you hold your breath by them because you don't. They just look funny. Anyways, I see him down the aisle. They see, see me. We see, and i was like, I don't want to go over there because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking like, I don't know where you been. Like I don't know who you have been around. Like right. you probably have the social distance in that. And I'm like, man, eh, I'm getting no punk G. So then. We just I go there and we just chop it up for a little bit. But it was awkward because I was just like, It's very awkward. It's just, and, that was, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I said, I could tell we've been in this lockup too long. Like, it was, it was just awkward, you know, getting in that pretty much that, you know, that foot space. You know, we talk with someone, you about a foot away from them. And I don't type of time. And I, I, and I definitely wasn't wearing no mask at the time. I, I, I know, know what why, you mean. Anyway, yeah. So, anyways, that is a little story. Just times are different. They're going to be different for a little bit. It is. That's I, it, and that's when I knew, like, shit.
2: One of my buddies, one of my good friends, man, he hit me up a couple weeks ago. was like, what's up, Steel? Uh, What you getting into? You trying to kick it? I said, bruh, it's COVID. What you mean? We ain't kicking it. Right, you? that's your boy. <laughs> that's my boy. And I'm like, no, we can't kick nothing.
4: <laughs> people yeah, <bro>. people <laughs> in the chat
1: over here, they trying to guess who it is. They saying, it's Jeff Heap. It was Jeff Heap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah.
3: Nah, 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 nah. They, they always got, they got jokes. They, they, yeah, play, got they, jokes. Play, off, they play offense yeah it was it was awkward and that's why i knew like i got a look i'm getting a little shook from this covid thing because any other situation like man you just walk you just talking you can to just go dap up yeah. and talk but i was just like we dapped elbows like we did a little elbow pump like we you know what i'm saying it was just different it was just just
2: get the head nod yeah
3: yeah it, no, it was just weird it was just weird <laughs> and i knew it was because of covid but but yeah
2: man oh man Yeah, God. oh man listen this was awesome um well, i'm probably had this audio up on the, the, the podcast version of it on the stargaze um big game so we'll push that too because okay. this was okay. amazing stuff man and make sure y'all follow that gym bag podcast and keep rocking out with us we're, we're, we're going to try to keep bringing you guys uh, that heat and george stick around uh for real quick once we end this stream uh to, to give you the salutes out here um keep rocking man keep rocking man we're gonna keep doing this thing all right y'all
1: yes sir sure. let's go
2: y'all be safe and skywalker
1: remember. oh wait and remember And you're listening to nothing but the best Let's go Peace (laughs) Oh my goodness, man It's a good show, man Mm -mm -mm. Yeah